Yeah. Blue Velvet. Incredible. And, and Rabbits. Rabbits. <laughs> it's whatever you want it to be. It's whatever you want it to be. It's a strange world. Welcome to our dystopian podcast. You talking to me? Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? Like, who the hell else are you talking? You talking to me? I'm funny how. I mean, funny. Like, I'm clown. I'm Peter Vinkman. We all go a little mad sometimes. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! And the clock is running. This is Andy. Hello. And that's Stephen. And uh, there are vines growing on. Yeah. yeah. Moss grows on a rolling podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll take a picture. We'll show you. But uh, we've, we, I've, I've kind of jazzed up. We, we, we've changed the whole setup, really. Um, I mean, this is completely new, right? Yeah, we've got a mixer and everything now, and we got we got to stay on the mics. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's very impressive. I sound, but, I sound like a an evening DJ. Yeah, let's let's put on some smooth jazz. <laughs> Miles Davis followed with a little bit of Charlie Parker. Yeah. <laughs> in blue in oh yeah that's great that's great then. yeah great album oh man uh, so yeah talking of jazz and someone who did like jazz <laughs> <laughs> Bowie's gone Bowie's gone yeah so we thought we'd talk about some a few fallen heroes from January and there's there's probably more fallen heroes than we actually realise until since we actually planned this episode I've actually got theory it's actually the reckoning all the good people are going and all the bad people are just staying. You'll start hearing horns being played and four horsemen running about. Yeah, well, I tell you what, you've got one heck of a gig going up in um, in, in the old uh, Mighty Clouds up there. Yeah, the great gig in the sky. The great gig in the sky has just got its own DJ now. Mm. It's got its own uh, commentator. Yeah. And, you know, Terry Wogan's passed. Yeah, his last Wogan's week, so. gone. It's bizarre, but you know this is going to happen, and I think um, it seems like this is the year where all our big names are just suddenly getting clocked by the cancer. And it's yeah. and it's like, like my dad said to me when I was six years old: mm-hmm. the only thing that you can depend on in this life, son, is that one day you will die. Six years old. Huh? Six years old. He told me that. And it was six <laughs> years old when I actually saw American Werewolf in London. So, way to go for six. Yeah. My daughter's turned seven soon, so I have to put something really traumatic in it. Yeah, she, you've got to distill something. You haven't told her anything about death? No, she, not really. Not really yeah. but she, she, knows, she knows about it. Yeah, but it's not really kind of... She hasn't made it personal yet. It's not a... No. This thing's going to get you. But there's time. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> Just wait till I get home tonight. Yeah, yeah. Put it in a second. Yeah, yeah that's... A, <laughs> I'm going to put her... I'm going to show the deep web. 
Oh, no. Yeah, so this is death, this is suicide, and this is uh, child prostitution. <laughs> oh, this is accidental asphyxiation. We shouldn't, we shouldn't forget that. I mean, that sometimes it just... Well, shouldn't... sometimes it's an accident, yeah. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it's an accident. Fell off a bridge, you know. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> you're just masturbating with something tied around your throat, and next thing you know... Yeah, that's life. You come and go at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still got it. <laughs> right, you so. know what? We're, we're actually we actually should be a little bit more dark and morbid and, and sad. But you know what? Screw it. I don't think David Bowie would want to be sad that he's passed. I think the way he passed was incredible. The, the lead up to his death, he seemed to be in complete control of of, yeah. it, of the last decisions that he was ever going to make as, as a. As I an honestly artist. think it's the the cleverest thing that any artist has ever done is to write an album essentially about his mortality and death. Yes. Part of it is saying goodbye to fans, family. And to do that, release the album, and three days later, die. die. Nobody can do that. No. And then if anyone ever does it again, it'll always be remembered as, well, but we did that. Yeah, Even I mean, up yeah. to the point of his death, he was still breaking new ground, doing stuff that no one has ever done. The only person who has ever done that, the only person I can think of that can come close, was Andy Kaufman, who, yeah. in his way, in his own wisdom, predicted something that may or may not have happened. But that's yeah. another story. And Jesus, yeah, Jesus sort may of. have sort of, but um, you know. Um, so, David Bowie was was a musician. He was an artist. He was a entertainer. No, I wouldn't say entertainer. I'd say he was uh, he was the art. Yeah, he was entertaining. He was an exhibition. He was a fashion icon. Yes, actor. he was a he was a, an icon for for sexual orientation and the and the pushing forward of of um, of open rights. Yeah, it was, was a beacon for people who didn't feel they fit in anywhere. Exactly. You think, yeah, you know what? That's okay, and it's okay to be different because look, Bowie, it was always on his terms. Yeah, that's true. He and he never stayed the same. He always changed. Like yeah. you know, he he broke new ground with Ziggy. Yeah, his yeah, character yeah. Ziggy. But you do, I remember if you can watch it, it's the very last gig of the Ziggy Stardust. Is it released a DVD of it? And at the very end, he said, "Not only is it not only is it the last show of the tour, but it's the last show that we'll ever do." Thank you. And this is going to be the last time you'll ever see Ziggy Stardust. And then the band's like, it was just, that's the first time the band knew about it. They're like, what? I'm fired, what? And then, he'd, then he'd come out, it would be something completely different. And it became normal uh, thing. It was not like Madonna, who, who kind of does it, and they say, oh, Madonna's changed her image again. David Bowie changed his image, and it was like, oh, this is... This is reinvention. It was already... It was, it, straight away, we kind of like clocked in. This is David Bowie. It's, he's doing something different, but it's, it's him. But again, Madonna... Always reinventing herself. He's just doing what Bowie did. Yeah, but also, and she's yeah. cited Bowie as being her biggest idol anyway. She, yeah, exactly. She did that? She murdered Rebel Rebel when he died. She did, did it she? live, and it was awful. Yeah, yeah. But uh, at least you know she's still paying homage. She to, tried to the guy. Yeah, exactly. You know, love is every love is different. Mm. <laughs> and but um, you know, I, and I and I just really. Th- feel that he had such um an affinity with his fans more than just fans they were just they were a part of their lives absolutely like i'd say bowie's yeah. been one of my heroes since i was about 10 years old it hit me hard 
because he yeah. released Black Star. It was on the Friday it got released. I think it got leaked, and then they just sort of released it quickly. Or yeah. maybe they released it quickly because he knew he was, he was oh, about yeah. to, you know, die. Yeah. I remember I listened to it, and it's really, like, especially the title song, Black Star, it's so, it's like really dark. I play it at work, and everyone's a bit scared of the song, apart from people who are actually into good music. Yeah. But, um, Got a good sound system at work, I'm sure, so it would yeah, have sounded yeah, yeah. great. And um, I just loved it. I thought, this is really dark. He's gone back to his dark, creepy stuff again. This is brilliant. I love yeah, this. And, yeah. um, and some of the lyrics didn't quite make sense. I was like, well, Bowie, you know, it was very, his lyrics can be very layered. and Interpreted. Yeah, and then he died. And then, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, right, that's what it was about. It all made sense. Yeah. yeah. It was, um, Same with Lazarus. And, uh, well, Lazarus pretty much. Wow. Yeah. I watched that video and I kind of, I just, I just felt, yeah, I just felt like it was just completely, uh, yeah, it, it's like being at an open, open casket. Yeah. And he yeah. was just completely bearing his, his ill soul. Yeah. Before dying. And that, that must have been shot pretty recent. Yeah. Apparently been... when they were shooting it, he had to keep going away for breaks and stuff. Yeah, uh, he yeah. never complained, apparently. He was always very like, I'm, you know, it's a, I just need a bit of a rest. I'm not, I'm just not very well. Yeah. No one quite knew what was wrong with him. God, I mean, it's just that. Put yeah. that in the, the Lazarus video where he just goes into the cupboard at the yes. end and closes the door. Oh. Wow. It, it, it felt, yeah, so I mean, it felt like, it, yeah, it just felt like the death of the body. And the voice and the soul was just kind of still lingering there. It was yeah. it was a beautiful, beautiful video, beautifully shot. Whoever shot that video, um, wow! Yeah. You know, it, 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 that must have been heavyweight. Have you seen the video to Blackstar? Not yet. That's really that's that. It Intense. starts with um, a, a spaceman dead. Right, it's clearly him. You know, you, yeah. You can because I watched it months ago because it was released, but it's about ten minutes long. And it's really dark. But it's 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 brilliant. It's so so great. And um, but young and old, he affected young and old. I mean, even the the youngsters these days, they they were gutted about this. They knew who he was. I'm yeah. like, wow, Tom at work. About time. He's twenty, and yeah. a whole day. It was like we just both me and him were just oh. yeah. But we was on all day, and yeah. we were just gutted. Couldn't get over it. Radio One were in shock. Was it the uh, oh, Radio Two? Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, Radio Two. Radio Two just turned into Bowie Day all day. Yeah, because uh, they, they, there was uh, some video that they shot up onto the uh, from the because they have the webcams in their studio, mm. which we should we should do, but uh, no one would watch it. No one would watch it. <laughs> It'll be like, uh, ooh. but um, the, the the looks on their faces when they just got the news and they had a tactic of it confirmed and they were looking at each other and saying, that, "Yeah, this is this is real." Yeah, like Jeremy Vine released a documentary about him, like uh, what, like a day later or something. Because I know Jeremy Vine, everyone's a big Bowie fan, but Jeremy Vine's a huge Bowie fan. Well, everything would stop. You don't eat, you do it. Yeah, well, <laughs> you just yeah, make precisely. It. Yeah. If, if it if it means that much to you, and it obviously it did. Mm. I mean, just looking at his face. I mean, it's it's like Robin Williams. You just can't believe that he's gone. Exactly. Well, that but... was there was a thing with Bowie. He he was like an alien. And he was immortal. Yeah, he he was. was never going to go. He was always going to be around. And for him to just be suddenly taken away. And the way it happened. Yeah. You know, like he was, Duncan Jones, his son, just te- you know, just tweeting saying, it's true. It's sad news. We just want to be left alone for a yeah, bit. Yeah. I'll be gone quiet for a bit. Whatever it was he actually said. So. But it seemed so planned as well. It's, everything seemed to be so neat and, and w- controlled. In his control. Like you said, his art, his everything that he did for his music, for his film, um, was on his terms. Yeah. But even so his was, death. Even his death. Even though it was cancer, he yeah. looked at cancer and says, well, you know, 
you you might have me in the grips of the illness, but I'm I'm choosing what I do with it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not going to let you uh, ruin um, my last moments. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out flying, and he really has. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I don't think there's any other artist really on the planet that's had so much of an input, yeah, you know, an influence on popular culture as Bowie has. You know, you talk about like the fashion. He, yeah, you know, he changed fashion. What what you could wear, what you could be. Boy wow. George would not be Boy George if he was not. And Boy uh, George you know, openly says that. Yeah, and that's that's where he got it. Yeah, you know, and the influences are incredible. Yeah, I mean, I, and his music, apart yeah. from in the eighties. Like there's a few bits in the 80s which he admitted it was just so easy for him to write hit music because it was so easy to write a hit song. Yeah, but that he just made he dished out a few cheesy albums, but all this stuff late 60s all the way through the 70s, like Lodger and Heroes, like he was, that's, Heroes is a perfect song, it's a perfect album, it but is. that song it's just so incredible. It's like one of the best love songs ever written. And that level of creativity and intelligence just never went. I think it's, it's, it goes with the era as well. In the 60s, everybody was pretty much serious about their music. Elton John, all these, all these, uh, well, yeah, all of his contemporaries. Yeah, but if you think through the 70s, very... you had the big disco. There was like yeah. a progressive rock scene, the disco scene. He did his own thing. Yeah, and the, the, the thing about disco, everybody wanted to bury it, bury it. And that's why punk came out. Yeah. Punk came out because they wanted to get rid of this, the disco trash that was obviously going into that kind of eurovision direction mm. they wanted to just bury it so they can keep music alive pure yeah and then the 80s it just became manufactured bands started to kind of merge so emerge sorry and uh yeah you can tell that these artists in the 80s were, were struggling to to kind of come come up with something that had integrity in art yeah and so they like you said bowie did a few cheesy albums, a few uh, cheesy things. Yeah. Even stuff like, like Let's Dance and China Girl are brilliant yeah. songs. I love, I love yeah, Let's Dance. Great. Yeah. And uh, I've heard the worst cover for that in a store. Um, I used to work in a store and it had the worst cover for it. Really? Ever. Talk about bad covers. Um, Bowie did a version of God Only Knows. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's awful. Yeah, but you see, not every, not every song's for everybody. No, and, no. Uh, especially that's... what he tried to do with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can understand But then that. he came out of that, then he did like an album called Outside, which is so dark and mm. really, um, you can tell Eno's back on it. You can tell, you know, actually, I think Visconti did that, I think. But, you know, he's he had collaborations with Eno Visconti and stuff, but... Yeah, it just always stayed relevant and incredible and it's a really, really, really shocking thing yeah, to miss him. And it's been about three weeks now. Yeah. Uh, but it still feels... I'm still listening to him on the way here in the car. Yeah. I mean, there's some fascinating facts. Uh, I'll just, I just read a couple now before we get on to his films. Um, uh, just one second. Didn't have this prepared totally at all, but uh, for the one thing, yeah, that's it. Yeah, no supermarket music, supermarket music. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah, remember that? <laughs> do 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 do. Yeah, that was right. Um, but one of the things was is that some help on aisle three, please. Um, the 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 one thing that everybody mentions is is his eyes. And uh, there is a misconception that one eye is a different color to the other, which is rubbish. Wasn't it a fight or something uh, as, a, as a kid in i think in school yeah. or there was a fight With where a one of his eyes got uh, the pupil got uh, inflated or or 
I'm not sure if it if it shrunk or got bigger, but mm. one of the eyes is, has a fixed pupil, yeah, dilated pupil. Um, but people uh, uh, kind of see that as being the dark eye and his other eye being the light one, where he actually had two light eyes before that. Right. So they're, they're not a different color. That's just purely a, a thing that actually happened. Um, but it oh. did add to his mystique, didn't it? You know? It was perfect. And yeah. there's a there's a picture in the Daily Mail that just came out. And um, my friend Lee sent the um, – he's the super fan of David Bowie. sent a picture of uh, – apparently Bowie had a dog. But also had um, one eye different. And the other, right? Which is a common occurrence in animals. I mean, the glove did, did he punch the dog in the face just so it's so it suited him? That's kind of what I was wondering, and I thought, no, this this is obviously a glaucoma case. Um, well, but um, to, for him to actually have, I mean, I don't. I, the thing is, it's the Daily Mail thing that came through. I, I I always kind of take these things with a pinch of salt. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, the the the, the biggest thing that uh, Lee. Lee Tuplin actually told me was was this one about uh, you know Mark Chapman who killed Lennon yeah well allegedly now I'm I'm not too sure how 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 we got this information but uh, the police investigated his apartment Mark Chapman after he killed Lennon and all over the walls were pictures of both John Lennon and David Bowie yeah uh, the previous week uh, to the shooting um, of John Lennon Mark Chapman had been watching Bowie playing um, the Elephant Man at Broadway on yeah Broadway. I'd heard about that yeah. And um, and apparently he'd written down in the journal that um, in order to decide who he was going to kill, he tossed a coin. And it was either heads John Lennon B or no, <laughs> option B is never an option when you're tossing a coin. It's like heads John Lennon, tails David Bowie. Right. Apparently he decided to shoot John Lennon at a flip of a coin. The other side would have been David Bowie. Now that that see that that is frightening. That's a frightening thing to, to, for any any life to be decided on a coin. But uh, whether that's true or not, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 that was probably the, the I heard that thing. once Mark Chapman shot Lennon, he just sat down and was playing with some cards. Mm-hmm. Is that true? I have no idea. Because he was arrested. He, he was, was arrested. Yeah, I know, it, yeah. But I mean, it was anything. like he shot him and then was calm about it. Yeah, well, he was calm about it before when he got his autograph as well. Well, brainwashed by the CIA. Just saying. Yeah, who knows? Illuminati. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, Lennon was singing about, you know, love each other, come together, be one. Yes. And we can't. It's like John F. Kennedy. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. why he was shot. So anyway, let's not go down the conspiracy. No, theory. no, no. Do you know what? It, that, that's okay. I mean, well, the facts have you got there? Uh, the apparently this is another alleged. His ex-wife Angie claims that she walked into a bedroom and caught him and Mick Jagger having sex. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, and Mark Bolan at one point. But that's you know, you know when you're actually it's like uh, you know Hollywood always sleeping with each other, and it's just you know. I I'm a straight man. I would have had sex with Bowie. I don't think he was gay. I think he was just a beautiful man. I probably would have um, gone for it, it. Do you know what? Yes, sex I'm not is bowling. just, just not, an not Jagger though. Yeah, don't don't fancy Jagger. Yeah, Jagger. I, I, that's <laughs> that's probably what the problem is with this. It's like why Jagger? <laughs> why, yeah, why two good friends though. Aren't they, so. Well, yeah, why not? I mean, it's just one of those things, you know. And um, yeah, um, I can't think of anything else. Um, Oh, his ashes has been scattered um, secretly in Bali. That was... Uh, yeah, know. he's had no funeral. No funeral, no. Yeah, he didn't want a funeral. And he also had a, a seat uh, reserved for the fir- first flight into space. And I kind of thought that, uh, like James Doohan, his um, ashes would be um, sent off into space. Yeah. And, um, yeah. But scattered in Bali. 
Scattered in Bali. Well, that's that's obviously his uh, place that um, meant more to him. I think it means more to us as a fan uh, that it would have been space, but mm. um, for him it was Bali, and that's that's perfect. That's perfect for him. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I can't argue. I've, I've literally have no say in the matter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, I want to write a letter to Bowie's estate. <laughs> yeah, it should have been oh, sent to space, not Bali. What are you thinking? <laughs> Get that Henry vacuum cleaner. Yeah, so I can back up and put it into where it should be. Um, but um, yeah, it, it, uh, what a what an amazing legacy. Yeah, we will talk about what films because obviously he was an actor. He was. And I, he was a decent. He was a decent actor. Yeah. And everybody's always so annoyed by that. Yeah, like, it's like, everything. Come on, he can do everything. Why not? I mean, The Man Who Fell to Earth, a Nicholas Rogue film. Are you the, the first? The first one. Visitor? I've always been visited. Nothing you have seen or heard about David Bowie will prepare you for the impact of his first dramatic performance. In the man who fell to earth. This is another dimension of David Bowie, one of the few true originals of our time. You're really a freak. I don't mean that unkindly. I like freaks. Is this a weapon? A weapon? Well, it's too small for interplanetary travel. So assume that it's a weapon. If I stay here. So there was just Bowie, and every time he's on the screen, nothing else mattered. Yeah, it's a perfect, perfect role for him, really. The alien, yeah, who came down, loving the alien, yeah, and the the, the multiple TVs that he was watching and the, the, the reactions, his reactions to all of that was perfect. Yeah, love that film, and uh, of course, Rip Torn notching it up with uh, with all those women. Yeah, where is yeah. that? It's, uh, so, you, you recently watched Man Who Felt Worth. I've not seen it for a while, to be honest with you. No? I wanted to watch it after he yeah, gone, but I've not had a chance. It's, uh, it's on Prime at the moment on Amazon, so yeah. it's definitely available um, to watch. But it was it's a, it's a typical Nicholas Rogue shot film as well. It's always fractured, mm. um, fractured narrative. And if, uh, if I think correctly, I think it was during the period of his thin white duke period. He was very thin in this. Yeah, I mean, that was he was doing a lot of drugs. Well, the the, the main actress, I think it was a line that was either inserted. You, know, you, you should eat more. Yeah. You you know you're skinny. Yeah. You should really eat more and stop drinking water. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, ne- he was never really a drinker. No, um, but no. he did a lot of drugs, <laughs> and I think there was a part where he'd just do coke for days and not sleep, and then he'd sleep for like three days straight yeah. and things like that. He wasn't... Yeah, but you can tell he was he was a wireframe in that film, yeah. definitely. Um, and then, of course, after Man Who Fell to Earth, he Labyrinth. Uh, everybody cites Labyrinth. Everybody knows Labyrinth. If you don't know Labyrinth, I think Labyrinth was probably my first time of seeing Bowie as a child. Yeah, they put labyrinth on him like what? what they put him why on the that man look like a girl, mum. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, he was uh, fascinating in that movie. Yeah. It was just it, you, you just kind of like, what is he going to do? Yeah. Who is this creature? And yeah. it wasn't, and, and that's that's how that's why he, he he was chosen to do it. Sarah, beware! I have been generous up until now, but I can be cruel. Generous. What have you done that's generous? Everything. Everything that you wanted, I have done. You asked that the child be taken. I took him. 
You cowered before me. I was frightening. I have reordered time. I have turned the world upside down. And I have done it all for you. I am exhausted from living up to your expectations. Isn't that generous? Um, I don't think anybody else... I mean, imagine being made by anybody else and having Bowie not in it. Yeah. It would have been weird. It would have. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I just can't imagine. I can't I even like, think. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Dance. Hey, you dance magic. Hey. If you want the baby, you better come to me. <laughs> yeah. <La> Sarah. <laughs> Sarah, you want the baby. I did it all for you, Sarah. <laughs> I'm a friend of Sarah. I was told that she was here. <laughs> I'm going to take a brother. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, and he wrote all the music to it, obviously. Yeah. And the music's just so great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it really does set apart. Um, I, mean, I always think of Labyrinth. Um, it's it's a, a movie that I always join up with Dark Crystal. Yeah. yeah. And um, those two, you, you watch one, you watch the other. Yeah. They're okay. both uh, Jim Henson's uh, puppets in there. Yeah. And they're both quite dark. Yeah, absolutely. And it was yeah. it was that era of Disney and as well that where they, they had the, the Black Cauldron, I think. Was that the 70s? I'm not sure. But there was an era of Disney where they were kind of weren't as fluffy and, and bubblegummy as they mm. are now. And um, and the Muppets were dark. They wanted to explore the darkness. And the Fraud, the fraud book was obviously a, an influence for the Dark Crystal. But with Labyrinth, yeah. that just... It was just creepy as hell. It was great, but it was done so lightly. But the whole thing when she's actually in the, um, when uh, Jennifer Connelly's inside the dump and she's in her old room again and it all yeah. seems normal. And then it just falls down about around her. I mean, I've, I've had that dream yeah, hundreds yeah. of times. And it's, it's a good little, um, where you don't no. think, just take all this stuff. Use this stuff. Don't think, just have this stuff. Yeah, yeah very, like, very subliminal. It's all yeah. about, yeah, it's, it's, it's basically about what society says. Don't worry about everything. Just, 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 you don't, know. Don't you, worry about it. Just buy good. stuff. This, you just need the stuff. You don't need to worry about things. <laughs> well, back down the rabbit hole. Back down there. We love it. We love it. It's where we would belong. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, but and, like how funny it is as well, the bog of eternal stench. It's oh, yeah. So I mean, Ludo is hilarious. But for a person who I, I can't stand. Oh, there's a bit of pop there. Sorry about that. Um, as a, a person who doesn't like fart jokes, oh right, I didn't care that the bug of eternal stench was literally just a stream of fart jokes. It was that was just never ending. I like a fart joke. I'll be honest with you. I me and River watched it the other day, and when they run over the steps, we both had a good old laugh. It's perfect for that. That that's it. But anywhere else, you know, direct fart jokes, people farting is just. Yeah, I just don't, it doesn't work. I like, like it when rocks fart and bogs. That's it. Just that's it. You like? Yeah, I like inanimates. You like <laughs> rocks that give off methane. It's <laughs> a very niche market for you, Steve. <laughs> I think we just have a soundbite. I like rocks. <laughs> they make me happy. Yeah, make a meme out of it. So, what were the films? Obviously, um, it was in Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. Yeah, twin, yeah, that was one of his uh, he, cameo. You can tell he he was suited for that. Um, yeah, that 
area arena i'm surprised he wasn't actually in in the series itself yeah and for the it's either the beginning or the end is, mm-hmm. um of lost highway it's a bowie song mm. a great bowie song i think it's the beginning yeah yeah when I, I, you just see the road don't you coming through and you yeah that. love that is now oh, i love that song. oh right yeah that one <laughs> how secrets travel on I start to believe If I were to bleed Things guide a man Chains his hands Held high Across the yard And obviously you played Nicholas Tesla in The Prestige I have not seen that Oh, you should see that film I, I think He's um, great in that He's yeah. really good in that film Is that a recent one? At the Prestige Probably about six years ago, I want to say. Maybe a little bit. He wasn't doing music at that point, and he just popped up in the prestige. And he was in Zoolander. A little cameo in Zoolander. Everyone was in Zoolander. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's I, I, in Zoolander too. I think I was in Zoolander. Was you? Yeah, I don't know how, but I was, I'm, I'm there. I played the bullet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was going towards the... I played the napkin. The, the president of Malaysia's <laughs> face. Yeah, oh, brilliant, mate. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he put himself in I the right into, place. I got into method acting for that part. I used yeah. to climb in trees and just throw myself at birds. <laughs> Not funny. Cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> this is going unedited, man. No, no, no. Um, so, yeah, as, for a film career, he didn't, he didn't appear in a lot of movies. No, he just did what he wanted. I was like, I want to do that. I want to do this. That's his sort did of it, mantra, isn't it? But did he do anything else um, outside of music, outside of uh, influencing fashion, but directly music and film? Was, was there anything else that he... Well, obviously you mentioned he played the elephant man on stage. Oh, yeah, did Broadway, yeah, yeah so he did yeah. that. Um, he, towards the end of his life, he was rushing to finish Lazarus. That is a, a stage show that he's put on. Yeah, and apparently well, that they're hoping to have that over here as well but yeah, um, the tickets went crazy for that yeah when he died. i think they should because um if, if they don't bring it over to britain then i think they're doing a huge disservice to yeah, uh yeah. to the british public to miss out missing out on that but he obviously when well he was really ill he was recording he was trying to film that and then he's going right over to the other side of new york yeah. to make sure he finished the play all while battling cancer great tremendous guy. tremendous and yeah. um, did his son direct any of his Stuff direct him at all? Did he actually? I don't, th- I don't think so. Because I kind of wondered because they're very. He he has a very separate career. They sometimes you get that kind of bleed over with you know like oh he'll do a music video just to just to kind of help his dad out or do something. But help uh, his dad out. Yeah. I don't think he's not needed any help. <laughs> <laughs> but just, just just to kind of say, oh, come on, uh, go come on, have come a on go. dad, you're not relevant anymore. Let me <laughs> let me uh, do. What Can't imagine you. that. Imagine David Bowie not being relevant. What you'd be doing? <laughs> it's just. Uh, it would have been ridiculous. Because obviously he had a heart attack on stage, didn't he? That How was, long ago was that? Ten years ago, maybe, something like yeah, that. And yeah. um, so he sort of disappeared from public life. He did the odd, like, showing up here and there, but he didn't really do anything. And yeah. then out of the blue, he came out with the next day, this album, and I was like, what the hell? Bowie's back. Never told anyone who was recording it. He's the only person who could do that in secret. Yeah. And releases the album the next day. Rel- obviously he was relevant again all the newspapers were talking about him yeah and then he got this idea that there might be another album coming out and then this other album comes out then he dies <laughs> and that's it he's just obviously got told he's been battling for 18 months right I need to finish all these things off 
Yeah, and I think he might have had things. I mean, like the the Stanley Kubrick myths and all that. There, there are things that he he probably still has um, that he wanted to do. Yeah, they probably some... had another album in the works that he wanted to finish. We never got to finish. I think there's demos that might, might bootleg them. As, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but and and meanwhile, yeah, everybody's just just getting to grips with this. Yeah, and um, but it was weird. It was it sounds melodramatic, but for the next week, mm-hmm. everything felt different. Yeah, you're right. It was like it was like Rob, like Robin Williams. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I was sort of in a bit of a haze for a week because you just yeah. don't expect it. Like I said, he had this immortal thing, and then he's just gone. Yeah, and yeah. it's like pff, he'll never. Even though he's quiet for the past ten years, yeah. there was always the idea that oh, another Bowen album might come out, he might appear in a film, he might do this, he might do that, and then to just know that that's it, it's gone. You'll never, you'll never hear anything. It's funny. Everybody is different. Every, every death. Um, recent deaths especially I mean, we've had Le- Leonard Nimoy we've had uh, uh, Wes Craven um, uh, Robin Williams I think I just said that twice <laughs> no no, I said Leonard Nimoy uh, Wes, Wes Craven, Craven Robin Williams Robin Williams uh, we've Robin had Williams. Alan, Alan Rickman <laughs> Robin Williams <laughs> and but Robin Williams has been the one that I've I've not been able to adjust to yeah yeah, and Robin Williams just didn't, didn't seem to stop. Yeah, because again, he was just false in nature. He was just immortal. Yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman as well. I mean, that he was also a person who died by by his own tragedy. And um, it, it's 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 those careers that you kind of feel like, well, they had so much to do. Mm. They had so much to do. But, but with Bowie, I don't. I kind of think, well, you know, he 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 finished it. He closed the chapter. He'd done so much, yeah. Yeah, and it, it still still feels as though that uh, you know the wheel, the world just feels odd. Mm. It feels off keel slightly. Yeah, and uh, there's nobody out there who kind of represents that um, that image. Brownstone building, up three flights of stairs. Well, I had a I had a way of uh, working through musical problems by painting them out at one time, and uh, that seems to have disappeared over the over the years. But uh, you've lost that ability. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. For one reason or another, it, that seems to have changed now. Tell me the satisfaction of completing a painting that you that where you're on that you like a lot. That, for me, it, yeah, the satisfaction of that. It, for me, to be quite frank, it's finishing it so I can get on to something else. I mean, it's, it, just it's getting weird. Through it's it? not. It's getting through it. It's the process. Um, there's something in it that it just turns. It just turns me to jelly. Turn my heart and my mind just just become. I can't explain it. It's a very strange feeling. It's not particularly pleasant either. I can't really say that I enjoy. I can't really say that I enjoy music or painting in quite that... I mean, it's not like sex or something, which you can kind of really enjoy. There's <laughs> I knew something you'd get really, <laughs> It's important. It's, <laughs> but there's something, um, there's something volatile, emotive, and um, something that makes me really quite angry about going through the process of both making music and, and doing visual arts. And, but uh, visuals are. But you know, I guess that's my problem. No, but let's deal with your problem. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you came if, to but see. But if you deal with my problem, <laughs> I might not be able to do these things again. You see, I do, oh. I, I'm wary of uh, analysis. Yes, sir. But let me point out to you, <laughs> yeah. knowing your history and knowing your family yes. and knowing your background, you have always, always resisted any notion that this creativity that you have comes from any 
sort of dysfunctional or you know, madness he, out of it's, family? I think I've often wondered if, if actually the, being an artist of, in any way, any nature, is a, a, a kind of a sign of a certain kind of dysfunction, a social dysfunctionalism anyway. Mm. It's an extraordinary thing to want to do, to express yourself in such in such rarefied terms. Uh, uh, I think there's a, a... I think it's a loony kind of thing to want to do. I think the, the saner and rational approach to life is to survive steadfastly and create a protective home and, 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 and create a warm, loving environment for one's family and, and get food for them. That's about it. That's actually... All. Anything else is extra. All culture is extra. Culture is... Uh, you know, that's, uh, I guess it's a freebie. It's something that we, we don't, we only need to eat. We don't need uh, particular colour plates or particular height chairs or anything. I mean, anything will do, but we insist on making 1,000 different kinds of chairs and 15 different kinds of plates. It's, it's unnecessary and it's a sign of the irrational part of man, I think. We should just be content with picking nuts. Not mine, <laughs> I might add. <laughs> Nobody stops you, because nobody cares. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and like you said, you just mentioned Alan Rickman. Yeah, we another really one. A little... That was a shock as well. Yeah, because just, I was, it, just was, it was like... The day after. Yeah, it was like, oh, God. You really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? That's it, <laughs> Cancel the kitchen scraps for lepers and orphans. No more merciful beheadings. And call off Christmas. That was an actual once. Damn it, now look at me. Look at me! I can't go out there and I won't say that stupid line one more time. Asia donde tu duemes. My feet will want to march to where you are sleeping. Your accent's terrible. You dare use my own spells against me, Potter? Yes. I'm the half-blood prince. Okay, well, when I think Al Rittman, I think Hans Gruber. You do? I do. Apparently it was his first role. It may not yeah. be true, but I think I, I think I heard that somewhere. That was his first role. And he's the best part of that film. I wanted this to be professional. Efficient, adult, cooperative, not a lot to ask. Alas, your Mr. Takagi did not see it that way, so he won't be joining us for the rest of his life. We can go anywhere you want. You can walk out of here or be carried out. But have no illusions. We are in charge. So, decide now, each of you. And please remember... We have left nothing to chance. Get them back. Not mine. Yeah, I mean, he, he's theatre and film, and he is the best part of that diet. Die you can tell he came with a theatrical edge. Yeah. Everybody else were, were just film Yeah, actors. apparently everyone was like, what's he doing? 
Yeah. And it just worked. Obviously, well, obviously it worked. Straight Probably away. one of the best action films ever made, you know. But... Now I have a machine gun. Yeah. Ho, 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 ho. It was that voice. I mean, apparently scientists have cited that his voice has a, a combination of elements that that, that make for a perfect um, voice. Really? Yeah, that he has two of, th- two of the three th- uh, key things that you need to have a perfect voice. I don't know who that person is who has the third. And um, but yeah, he, he was unique in, in, with his voice. Uh, like with Bowie, Bowie was unique with his vision, uh, with the vision of who he was. Alan Rickman, it was about the sound yeah. of his voice and uh, the delivery of his uh, deadpan. He was very. He, he seemed like a very serious. He played a lot of serious roles. Yeah, let's just say. But in, in real life, he was actually. A fun person to yeah to apparently it wasn't Hans Gruber it was the sheriff of Nottingham that's where everyone was like what's he doing oh but you mean they just the, went with it the yeah. Prince of Thieves thing Prince yeah Thieves, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, um, yeah sheriff of Nottingham yeah yeah that was um, yeah that was actually a really interesting film though I, 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 he made that as well of course he did he, he nailed it it was the best part of that best part of that too Alan from Die Hard to January Man quickly down under the benefactors and now Robin Hood in which you are the notorious Sheriff of Nottingham, one wants to look at you and say to the actor, why are you so good at being so bad? I don't know. <laughs> um, thank you for saying I am. Um... I'm going to cut your heart out with a spoon! Why a spoon, cousin? Why not an axe? Because it's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. He was a frightening son of a bitch in that movie, and he was in Die Hard. To be fair, I mean, he was a. He was. was, was, It's not. You don't go come across. I mean, like in Harry Potter, you know, he he played serious, really, really thickly. Yeah, he did. Yeah, thick seriousness and danger, and you you. But still, you know that feeling that you have when there's an actor in a film and you feel Feel safe. safe. Yeah, definitely. You You feel safe, even though he's supposed to be playing the antithesis of that emotion. Like when he was at like Love Actually, I don't really like that film, but that part was the best part of it. He was the best part of that film. Yeah, you're right, absolutely right, because it it, it had it, it wasn't as fluffy as the other storylines. It was about him flirting and and having uh, starting an affair with another yeah, woman. Yeah, he never did have the affair. He though, did never he? did, but yeah. he and Emma Thompson were incredible in that movie. Yeah. Tell me, if you were in my position, what would you do? What position is that? Imagine your husband bought a gold necklace and come Christmas gave it to somebody else. Oh, God. Would you wait around to find Good out night. if it... No, 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 no. Happy Christmas. Would you wait around to find out if it's just a necklace or if it's sex and a necklace or if, worst of all, it's a necklace and love? Would you stay? Knowing life would always be a little bit worse. Or would you cut and run? God. I am so in the room. A classic fool. Yes, but you've also made a fool out of me. You've made the life I lead foolish too. And like I say, that film should have been like five different movies and just focus on each story. And I would have really paid attention to that one. Yeah. It would have been a good good story as, as a single film. Yeah, um, yeah. If it'd been a, a, a Michael Bay film, he would have had the affair. 
he would have had the affair. Yeah, it would have been full. They would have sex. been twerking. Yeah, lots of twerking <laughs> at work. Cause yeah, pro- like... he wouldn't have cast Alan Rickman. It would have been Will Smith. <laughs> who has the affair? <laughs> I can't with believe... Emma Thompson. <laughs> I can't believe you introduced the Bayhem reference. I had to get there. Ah, yeah, yeah. It says. But um, what else has Alan Rickman done? Oh, he was in The January Man, which is, of course, with Mary Elizabeth, Mary Elizabeth Master and Tony. Have you seen The January Man? I've, no, I've not seen that. It's a, it's, a tremendous, it's a tremendous film. It's a film with um, Kevin Klein. Oh, not to be confused with the underwear, but Kevin Klein. With, with, with a, another actor I feel safe with, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I tell you what, he, he, these two in this movie were hilarious. Yeah. They, they worked well. In the, and it's a film, it's a film about them they're stalking a, a, a serial killer in New York. And they have Sounds him. hilarious. It, it's, it's hilarious. They're, they're, they're all kind of like just, they're not really official. They're, they're just, they just like the idea of a <laughs> serial killer in New York, as far as I remember. We should review it. We should definitely review it. Um, okay. But um, Alan Rittman plays a, uh, he plays a painter who, um, uh, if I remember rightly, he likes to paint nudes. Okay. But in a very perverse way. I, I'm going to watch it now. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Uh, truly, madly, deeply. Now, this is one of my favorite roles for, for him. Right. Uh, apart from the fact that he does, that actually does look like Kevin Klein in this picture. <laughs> um, but this film, this film was a- absolutely astonishing. Um, it was a film about a, um, he was the husband who died. Right. Um, and she was a widower left, left in the house where she was supposed to be spending the rest of her, her life with him. And um, he comes back as a ghost. And okay. he's trying to encourage her to let go of him and to move on with his with her life. And it's it's a tr- it's a really really good drama. I really love you. I really truly love you. I really truly madly love you. I really truly madly deeply love you. I really truly madly deeply passionately love you. I really truly madly deeply passionately remarkably love you. I really truly madly deeply passionately remarkably. Um, 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 you play, I dance. Is the coat you wear. Jamie, baby. always gonna shine.
they're just telling each other that they just love each other so much that they just can't let go and this is their moment and it was a, it's a very strong film and um cool. you know it's got a big heart definitely a winner in my book uh worth right. watching um and uh, yeah alan rickman these two just, just stole the whole both, both roles were, were brilliant in it right. and he's basically he's got ghost friends who he brings around and they're drinking late at night you know ghost drinking I don't know how that works but um, <laughs> you've got to let your hair down haven't you even in the afterlife true yeah. true okay so um, so with Alan Rickman you know it was a shock um, again cancer. didn't know he was ill no he didn't just, know he was he ill reported that he's and it's, it does seem as though that every every so often cancer just keeps on coming back. I mean, the Terry Wogan was taken from us as yeah. well. Um, the Welsh voice of um, of uh, Eurovision and um, well, multiple things before that. He was the Johnny Carson of our of Again, era. No one knew. Nobody knew. It just happened. That cancer's a tenacious little bugger, isn't it? It really has been the the bane of of January. It's, yeah. Um, and and it seems to be the thing. Every time we hear somebody has passed away, we we don't even have to look at the cause of death. It's just going to be that. It's weird when like you hear someone's died and then it's of something different. You're like, oh, but yeah. relieved though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know? So yeah, there we go. It's um, we're, we're we're starting back on episode forty-seven. Yeah, with a with a a very a tribute with a to spring uh, in our step. <laughs> talking uh, about death. Death, but um, well, yeah. if we end on a, a slightly happier note since I talk about the Oscar nominations. Let's do it. Let's go it. Are you ready? So if you remember last year we did the uh, the Oscars um, we did the nominations as a two-parter and we ended up in Israel. Yeah, um, we did. In, yeah. It, we on the Gaza Strip, weren't we? Yeah, we were in Milo Kunis, yeah, if you remember. we were. Yeah. <laughs> I remembered. That was great. Um, but um, we're going to look at the Oscar nominations now for Best Picture, and it's quite a, you know, it's quite a strong group. Yeah, so we've got for Best Picture would be The Big Shot, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, Mad Max, Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, Room, and Spotlight. Yeah, out of all these films, how many have you watched already? Um, I've seen three. I've, I'm terrible. I've only seen two, but I've only got a one-year-old baby. So uh, yeah, I've seen the, the typical, uh, The Martian and Mad Max. Yeah, but I'm curious about Brooklyn. You said it was quite amazing. She, the film is not incredibly exciting, but the the actual character. You know, like with the Oscars, they seem to pick films that have a moment in them where um, they can show us a clip. Yeah. Do you yeah. get what I mean? So, like, with The Revenant, probably in Fighting the Bear, or the opening shot. Um, with Mad Max, it could be anything. <laughs> any any moment of those action scenes, which are incredible. Yeah. With Brooklyn, it's never really... They don't have these big, massive scenes, but Sasha Ronan, I think, is probably one of... If not the one of the best actresses working right now. That's good to know. And she's so I don't think the film would win. I'd like to see her maybe win. Yeah, because she she, a, she basically holds the film up. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and she's, that's, yeah. 
I don't think the Martian would win. It's, it's kind of like Brooklyn. It's probably like that Kate Blanchett film when she when she was going nuts. Was it last year when she was in a, in a film and she was nominated? For Blue Valentine. Blue Valentine. That's yeah. the one. Well, it was a uh, Woody Harrelson. Har- Woody Harrelson. Woody Allen. Woody Allen film. Woody Allen film. Um, it's probably like that where you know, the, the actual film itself is probably not that in, not as as strong as the actual portrayal of this character. So it's a real character piece. Yeah, like I said, the film is good. It's just not... It doesn't have this, the clip scene that you, that you play at the Oscars. Like, there will be with the big shot with Spotlight. It's when uh, Mark Ruffalo loses his cool and has this massive speech that everyone's talking about and keeps highlighting as part of that film, you know. <laughs> so that's what they'll show for that. Room... Um, possibly could win not seeing it but i don't i'm not too sure i think it's going to be one of the dark horses that people will put it will pick, pick up momentum beforehand but it will just kind of be yeah it's a it's a people seeing that film and say it's ultimately a, it's a, a human enlightening experience it's yeah the message of love and the power but it, between... but it flips it subverts the whole idea of of being brought up in a captive in, in, you know, in yeah. captivity and makes it different puts a different spin on it which is good yeah i'm not sure if the revenant would win because the guy who did birdman last year birdman did birdman win best picture last year i can't remember that's a really good question because i same director isn't it yeah i well last year gosh i can't remember who won best picture i I knew that it was the director won it i think it was birdman was it best picture yeah right had to be so what's your money on Oh, I think. Well, I, I think the Bridge of Spies is too much of a. Yeah, I don't a, think that's gonna. That's too much of a hunt for Red October kind of feel about it. Uh, the Revenant. From, from what I've heard about Bridge of Spies, it's just like uh, a film made by masters of the game. Yeah, that's that's people just say that you know. Mad Max is it's a Mad Max is a shoe in because it is an extraordinary film, but it's not going to be one of those things that the Academy voters will just jump on i can't imagine that it's an amazing it was a great film but there's so much more gravity in other films um that that are based in reality but they they like reality in hollywood um and so it's it's a toss-up between the big short and the spotlight i think you reckon yeah i i don't think a big film like revenant will get it even though it it does have that braveheart aspect of it that might appeal to the academy voters but Mm. um and of course leonardo dicaprio apparently it's his year yeah he's gonna win he's gonna win well they need to because i I, I think it's about time isn't it yeah he's 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 a good actor i I think he's a good person i don't i don't i don't have anything bad to say about leo Mm. um poor matt damon and the martian it's a good film it's a very clever, it's a very well thought out film and it's got a good sense of humour. If they'd have put um, uh, the other side of Matt Damon in it, what was his name? Who's playing Batman? Are you alright, buddy? Um, Christian Bale? Uh, ben Affleck. Oh, Ben Affleck. If it had right. been a Ben Affleck movie, it would have been terrible. Yeah. I think anything that Matt Damon does, I always automatically assume it would be awful with Ben Affleck in the role. <laughs> I don't know why, I just do that. Um, what did um, uh, Ricky Gervais say about him, say about him that he's the only person Ben Affleck's been loyal to or hasn't cheated on is Matt Damon? Um, um, actor in a leading role, I think it's going to go to Leo. Yeah, I think Leo. I mean, even though Brian Cranston, I haven't seen Trumbo, I want to see Trumbo, um, but. Um, 
Yeah. I don't think Eddie Redmayne will win it two years in a row. No, no. I think it's going to be Leo. That's the foregone conclusion. I think we're definitely looking at um, Miss Roman. <laughs> We've got Carol, Kate Blanchett and Carol. She's, yeah. she's really good in that. Brie Larson in Room. I don't think Jennifer Lawrence is going to win it this time, is she? No, she's going to fall over, though. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like Sasha Ronan to win for Brooklyn because I think she's incredible. Yeah, I think so. Um, even though, I, again, I haven't seen the film, but um, there's, there's, there's just too much being said about her role. And it, it's, it, yeah, it feels like a foregone conclusion. It seems very clear cut yeah. this year. Uh, I think last year it was a little bit more obscure um, supporting roles. Well, Tom Hardy has the distinction of being in, a, in two movies, um, but uh, wasn't nominated for being Max, which is not a surprise. But for Tom Hardy in The Revenant, I've I've heard that he is a chameleon. Yeah, he's a literally uh, choose the scenery. I think really does. Yeah, and, but I think he does it in a good way. Uh, Sylvester Stallone's there, but I'm actually he won the Golden Globe, didn't he? Yeah, um, yeah, and, and I'm and I'm surprised that um, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan wasn't nominated. Is is a, a shock it's a great film by the way have you seen it i'm not no it's yeah it's it didn't feel like rocky balboa it just felt yeah because i i he felt like he was totally not rocky because he's not boxing in this it's, yeah it's, you know he's it's, it's taking on a, a different part of himself so uh but i think that it, it was it was nice to see silver sylvester stallone doing being the coach yeah that was great instead of being the the one who gets smashed up but is it an oscar worthy performance but was it back in the day was it did he no, get the, did he not. get the oscar for rocky the first time around yeah i think he did i yeah. think he did um i just think that people love sylvester stallone in that role and i think he he represents a very i think it's what he represents more yeah. than what he's actually uh, it's pretty much all he yeah. can do isn't it it is <laughs> it is i'd like to see ruffalo win mark ruffalo i think he's a, maybe that's the way it will go maybe he's a fine actor it, it's it's it always a surprise to see sylvester stallone it's like yeah him, yeah to see arnold schwarzenegger in there will be <laughs> it's like i really made it this time what um, about actress supporting actress Jennifer Jason Lee shouldn't be there. Rooney Mara was good. Rachel yeah. McAdams is always great. And uh, Alicia Vikander. Yeah. Danish girl. You see, I, I don't know any of these roles. So, I, and uh, Hateful Kate... Eight, I thought is probably his worst film. Everyone seems to really like it. But I just could not get on with it. All of it. There's a part in the stage called the beginning, which is great. Really yeah. good. It's got yeah. the Quentin dialogue, but once they make it to the cabin, it's just. And it's kind of like the thing, really, you know, this isolation thing going on. But I just wasn't in. I think impressed. It's, it, it, it's too it's too aware of itself. It's too meta. I think I think because it's everybody's watching. You're not immersed in the characters because you're immersed in the Tarantino um, aspect of it yeah, all. And the spotlights. Just, yeah. It 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 doesn't feel like a real. You know, they don't always feel like they're real films that you can immerse yourself into in a Tarantino film as much as no. they used to be. Well, Maybe not, but I just... It, yeah. I think it's, for me, the worst film he's done. Yeah. No, well, Four Rooms. I don't mind that. I thought it was all right. His little yeah. part in it. Yeah, it's just... Um, yeah. And he only did, like, a quarter of that film, so you can only blame him true, for a quarter. True, true, yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's me. I, yeah, just couldn't get on with that film at all. Next... <laughs> Next, oh, animated feature film, right? Okay, although all of them are great. There's something that we talk about that we know Inside about. Inside Out, Inside Out, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Anomalisa apparently is incredible. I've not had a chance to watch that yet, 
but Inside Out is brilliant. It is yeah. so good. I'm annoyed it isn't nominated in the Best Picture category. Yeah, it's quite strange that, you know, because I, I can never understand the difference because Best Animated Feature and Best Feature, you know, wouldn't it be the same if it, if it's the Best Animated Feature then and, and it won Best Picture? Wouldn't it, wouldn't it still be best animated? Yeah, exactly. Because then why wouldn't any? I, I, it's, it's, I don't know just, why they need to do that. And they need to be an Oscar for best voiceover artist. They do, yeah, yeah. They don't, they don't have that yet. They're very um, out of the loop when it comes to that kind of work, mm. um, which is quite strange because I, th- I think there are some notable uh, ever since Aladdin, really, yeah. that they could have intru- introduced something in there, at least an honorary voiceover uh, award. It doesn't yeah. have they have a nominations? It can just have. This person did some really incredible work with us. Give Absolutely, them a, uh, and same. It's a, it's a talent all of its own, isn't and it? And the same with games as well. Now, I think the games are so cinematic. Um, I think The Last of Us, especially, uh, should have been given awards. I think probably I think games do have their own awards uh, here and I there do, and everywhere, but, yeah, but, but nice nothing as big to be recognised as the Academy. Now, nowadays yeah. they are they are cinematic cinematic uh, feasts that you yeah. can really enjoy. I mean, I can just watch them on YouTube and not have to play these games anymore because yeah. um, they are that good. Um, so yeah, I, I'm and um, it was Mark Kermode who also had in his best uh, in his top five. I think it's his favourite film of the year. Some of the, some of these films, the majority of them. Were were animated yeah. for him. He's he's really into the animation. Uh, so there we go. Um, I, I don't know if we're going to go into cinematography. I'm sure there. I think Mad Max. Yeah, it should win that. Should that it? should win that because there's so much beauty in that. Um, costumes. It, it, you know, it's always difficult. I mean, costumes are always difficult because there's always a Renaissance period film, and there's always kind of like a, a, a kind of a, a punk esque yeah. film. How do you decide which is better? Just I because don't... one uses makeup and the other, per, uh, you know, more majority of it is makeup and, and bits of plastic tubes, yeah. and the other person uses materials in a very traditional way. It's like mm. you know. Who do you reckon directing? Uh, yeah, let's go straight to directing. It I... might go to the Revenant. He's, he's done more of his clever camera work stuff, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. I think so. It's yeah, I think George Miller's the only true veteran there. I think mm. um, the other names are all just Adam McKay. Yeah, and and, and them. No, yeah, no Scorsese, no Spielberg, no Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a brilliant. No, yeah, there's so... no Michael Bay. There's no Michael Bay. Good. Ah, Star Wars wasn't really nominated for anything, was it? Um, Would be best. Funny like, enough, Mad Max. Um, oh, editing the got, Force Awakens. There yeah, the Force Awakens got about three nods for the technical, of course. Yeah, Mad Max got about nine nominations. I think it was the most nominated film this year. Mad Max Beyond um, Beyond Fury Road, <laughs> and I love that. I love that they've actually recognised a science fiction picture. Yeah. For being beautiful, for being a, it's a painting. It's a painting that moves at a furious rate of a yeah. thousand horsepower, and it's it's yeah, it's it's fascinating film. Definitely for the big screen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so there are the Oscars, and yeah. um, we're not going to be doing any sit-ins with uh, watching the Oscars this year. I think we're just going to watch them on our own turf. We might come back and do a, a what we'll, did you think? We'll probably talk of. about it. Yeah. Because uh, of course there's. When are the Oscars? That is a really good question. Shall I have a look? If you, if you want. 
Just... And when are the BAFTAs? Oh, BAFTAs always come before, don't they? Yeah. Uh, Oscars are February February 28th. Right, so we've got, uh, we've got a few weeks, yeah. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon we can squeeze in uh, the, the other two podcasts that we're hoping to, to squeeze in. Yeah. Um, nervously. The, the, the <laughs> nervously, we're, we're going to try. Oh, God, yeah. And uh, it's Green Inferno, Sex and the City 2. Green Inferno, Sex and the City 2. And we're also going to... We'll, we'll, we'll talk about The Force Awakens um, and maybe do a comparison with Spice World. Spice World. <laughs> okay. we, we like our comparisons, but we, we, you know, ra- random comparisons. But yeah. uh, we do need to, to get Spice World out of the way because I don't want that to follow us into this season. All right, then. Okay, then. So, so But can you, can you watch Spice World for me, Andy? Can you do it? I will... Yes. It's on YouTube. Good. There's I'll no watch excuse. It watch it on YouTube. And, and yeah, we, we can do it. We can do it. I just worry that the part where uh, Ginger Spice kisses an alien might be a bit too much for me, and I might have an accident. Just pretend that the alien is David Bowie, and uh, we can come full circle here. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So, till next time. Yeah. Um, keep it dystopian, people. Yeah. Cool. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye. I find that I'm a, a person who um, can um, take on the guises of, of different people that I meet. I can switch accents in, in seconds of meeting somebody and I can adopt their accent. I've always found that I collect. I'm a collector. Um, and I've always just seemed to collect personalities, um, ideas. I have a hodgepodge philosophy which really is very minimal. Um, very you believe in God, my, What? Do you believe in God? I, am, I believe in an energy form, but I'm not, I, wouldn't, uh, put, I wouldn't like to put a name to it. Do you indulge in any form of worship? Um, I like life. I love life. You don't watch yourself in films, do you? Uh, not if I can help it. No, it doesn't thrill me. And you don't talk much about the theory of acting, but there was one point where you were asked about it, and you said the camera likes you if it can see you thinking and, most importantly, listening, which is perhaps a strange thing for an actor to say because most people would think you were judged on what you said rather than... Yes, but you only speak as a human being in life, and therefore, if you're trying to reproduce life on stage, and whenever I work, I talk to students or indeed worked with young actors when I was directing The Winter Guest as a movie, particularly. I have, I have a, a, an absolute mantra, which is that you, you only speak because you wish to respond to something you've heard. So the notion of an actor going away and looking at a speech they have in their bedroom alone at night is a complete nonsense to me. Your, what you have to say is completely incidental. All one wants to see from an actor to me is the intensity and accuracy of their listening and then what you have to say will become automatic and then it will be free and alive and then you can work on it and shape it and talk about it but the basic kind of engine to it is how accurate is your listening and how alive are you to your fellow actors and and, uh, how accurate is your response and how bold.